Yo, entrepreneurs, thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is the place to help you start and build a disruptive brand and impact the universe. You're locked into the grind where we give you the inside track, the what goes on behind the scenes while we start our new business. Hopefully you'll learn what it takes to launch a successful brand as we share our learnings with you. I'm Matt Thorne, aka Sketchy Media. I'm Phil Kemish, aka Phil Kemish. And I'm Nish Solanke, just Nish Solanke. On today's episode, we are talking all things Dex, how to build and communicate your proposition and we're going to give you some tips of the things that we've learned from doing over 20 of them ourselves. Before we jump into the podcast, probably worth you guys downloading the template pitch deck that Phil has very kindly put together. Might just help you as you navigate through this episode. So get it, save it, watch it while you listen. Yes, people, we are back in the hot seat. This is Brand Entrepreneur Podcast. This is the Grind Series. We're getting real down deep and dirty with this one today. We're going to get into the nitty gritties of talking about something that I think should benefit everybody because, you know, we've, we might have a secret sauce that we can give away, Nish. Well, I was thinking about this, like, uh, in what, how many months? Eight months or so, nine months? Um, how many decks do you reckon you've done in that time? How many what? <laughs> oh, sorry. Dex. Well, I've, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna break I'm gonna break this down yeah, for you because you... I've I've recently refiled with the OCD that I do have. I've refiled all of our decks, so I know exactly how many it is. We've done four different propositions, and there has been a total of sixteen iterations of each of those. No, no, no. Across all four four iterations, there's been sixteen decks in total. And just to be clear, a deck is a presentation. Because some people have always come back to me and said, what's a deck? But a deck is basically... Might be able to see that. Here's the lovely front page of our deck. I'm pretty sure it's like a media term because I used to call it a presentation. Yeah, the media decks. The media deck. Yeah. It's a bit... But basically... It's a pitch deck. It's it a, is a pitch deck yeah. of your idea, yeah. presentation, whatever you want to call and, it. And after the 17 iterations plus the hundreds of pitches that we've done for business, for different brands, we're going to give away basically the formula of, of a new business deck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A new new proposition deck. So this is mainly like an idea deck. It's not a full like fifty pager. We're going to focus on like a this this episode a twelve pager. I so right. I think for me personally, I've spent probably countless hours looking at decks from you know famous startups right down to decks from new startups. So I've looked at Airbnb's pitch deck, Revolut's pitch deck, all of which you can find online. Niche. I think you should smash some useful links in the description of this video and for those on a podcast go to the youtube watch the video because you get to see our faces but also you'll get to see the links so we've dissected a lot obviously of decks that are out there and for us the most important thing is how do you communicate an idea to investors or to other people you know in 10 slides 10 slides is like the holy grail We've actually failed on 10 slides of this because it's at 12, but there's a, there's a reason why. Today on this episode, I think it'll be really good to go into each of those slides, what we've put on those slides and why, bit of value, and then hopefully some other people can look at the other decks that we uh, give links to and then understand our rationale for why we've done ours because they're not, they're not all the same. And, yeah. and we'll also put up a template, I think. We'll put up a blank template with like the pages and what you, know, what you should put with one sentence on each. That would be helpful. Just give it away, yeah. right? And look, there's no right or wrong way of doing this. There is a nice acceptable way that people expect. And we've got a challenge of getting this down into two pages because sometimes people don't even want to read a 10-page deck. Might even put it into one image, try and get... I've, we've seen these, actually. We've seen <laughs> these... 
templates that come through of people that put a whole 12 page deck in one image. Well, I think it's almost it's needed from a from a, like a like a like a investment point of view. Some people just literally want the business on a one page. Yeah. So that's probably something that we'll have to go into a separate episode. No, 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 no that, that. that's next. That's next week's job. <laughs> so, um, I remember one time we were looking at a lean canvas. Do yes. you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, at what stage should this be happening? So, is this like? That's so you do a lean canvas or is this essentially just another way of articulating the lean canvas yeah. to send I'll out? I'll be honest, that, we, yeah. just before we did this deck, although we knew what the proposition was, uh, you weren't with us actually, but Phil and I went and did a lean canvas to get this. So we were straight going into this. And for those that don't know what a lean canvas is, uh, if you read a wicked book called The Lean Starter by Eric Rice, I believe his name is. Oh, if I've got that right, if I've got that right, Nish, why don't you do as the... Uh, it's a great the book, validation. definitely should read it. It's one of the first books we read in terms of when we were looking at more startup. And, and essentially the Lean Canvas is just a very simple sheet that allows you to look and explore and articulate your problems, who they're for. It's basically a business on a, on a napkin. Business on a business, right. plan on, business plan on a page. Eric Rice. Eric Rice. Boom! Gets it right. But yeah, a business plan on a page is always something that I've, we found really helpful. It makes you kind of really think because it's in bullet points, it's in one sentences. And a lot of that then gets translated into what I would call a more visual narrative in a presentation format, which has, you know, some of the more stats and some more of the validation. But we'll go through. Let's do it. We'll go through that. We'll check out the lean canvas. Always start there. And then process two is putting that into deck format. So obviously slide one is your logo slide. It's your slide of excitement. It's the thing that people are going to, you know, understand what they're about to read. Just keep it super simple in this case. We just have our logo, a brief explanation of what um, our business is. So in this case, it's the tech re-commerce marketplace so people can understand what they're about to read. And then the, the version you are using because... No, I don't put the version numbers on this. I just put the date. The date, yeah. <laughs> just put the date so people know if it's... We used to put version numbers, but it got out of hand. And people are going, how many fucking times are you guys <laughs> yeah. doing this day? Version 175. But to breeze through, and now the second slides can be quite contentious, right? So in most of the decks that you'll see out there, you'll see uh, the problem. They'll go straight in with the problem. Investors want to know what the problem is. But in this instance, where we're sending this out to people, um, it's quite highly conceptual in terms of... It's an idea. Of an idea. So we think that's really important. And what we've done in this deck um, is actually our vision slide and our mission. So we've kind of merged our vision and mission together and i go back to the guy the one and only simon sinaic start with your why and that's the reason why we put this in i've seen a lot of pitch decks that don't start with the why and i find myself getting to like slide four or five and going why are you even taking on this problem like what's why why am i here so you know we've only put this in recently but you know we we think it's important so what we've done on this slide is we've basically got the headline, which is, we believe that we can positively impact the planet by making people love renewed technology. That's what we're setting out to do. And then we've got a secondary line, which states why we're doing that, which is probably more about the overall problem and the mission that we're going to yeah. solve. And actually, the problem is in that second statement. The yes, problem, the problem is in the, the second problem, statement. When you say we're, we, the, most people start with the problem, we've just we've added the problem, but as our secondary headline, I had the vision first. So it is a similar structure to yeah. kind of what you're talking about. And, it, and it's, it's just starting with the why. And then what we've done actually here as well, we've tried to be really upfront. So the second slide is just what actually is it? 
what I don't want to do is get people having to go to slide six to find out what the product is because you've told me the problem, then you've told me the solution, which you will find in a lot of other decks out there. So what we've done here is just on one page, we've tried to go, here's what our product is. Um, and here's who it's for. And here's who it's for with, you know, the key points, which explains it. And there's a nice little picture here, which shows how it all works and what the website looks like or what the platform looks like. So it's just a really nice slap shot. So I've gone into... I'm two slides into the deck. I know why you're doing something and I know what your product is and how it's solving it. Because some people at this point, they won't want to read anymore. They will literally, what, they'll make a decision like first impressions on your first two pages. So it's really important. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Important that those first two pages are kind of, I would say, nailed on as in problem, solution, why, what it is, if you can get them in the two slides. And look, I think the type of deck that we're doing here, which is more of a proposition, it's really, really easy to get caught up in the trap of putting loads of content in there and over explaining stuff. And I've seen from the decks that I've looked at, there's really simple decks where people at Airbnb are literally putting one line in, which I kind of think is okay when you're probably at the level they're at where they've validated stuff and they've got traction, there's a bit of confidence in the product. But I think you need to go a bit deeper if you're trying to communicate an idea. And this has been a big challenge for us because there's a lot to say and it's the art of stripping back has been by far the most time consuming process, but the more you can strip back and just keep it to its core. But also how you like creative ways to articulate a, a big message, yeah. right? Or, or doing it in visuals and not exactly. writing. Because yeah. not one thing I definitely think is what we've learned is like people don't want to see big chunks of writing. Yeah. So if you can get it into one sentence and, and that's probably what takes a lot of time is stripping back those sentences. Yeah. And one of our mentors ages ago used to say like, you know, boys, keep it simple, stupid. Or kiss. Say kiss. Kiss, yeah. Just keep kiss. it simple, stupid. Yeah. And it's really like, it's probably one of the main things that's ever always stuck with me is that if somebody can't read this and in like one, two sentences understand it, you've probably not got it right yeah do you know what I mean like if your mum doesn't understand it and we use the mum test the mum test is good you ask your mum like you try to articulate your kind of new business to her and if she doesn't go oh she doesn't like, I don't get it mum I think you understand this one just saying so finally so, so <laughs> the, the, not, I don't get the kiss test and the mum test mixed up because yeah. then that could go really <laughs> that's wrong that's not good <laughs> <laughs> so what the lean canvas should do sorry just the, the lean canvas should be you being fully confident in what it is so that when you get to this point you're thinking about the recipient and how to convey that's the message. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. So Conveying link is message. internal and then this is more an external. That's a good way. Of... So this is our third slide, uh, slide four, if you include the title slide. We've done something a little bit different here as well. And this was just a bit of feedback that we had from some of the people that uh, know us. We put our story in here. Now, because in our case, we're looking at essentially trying to use marketing to change attitude or behaviors, what we felt was relevant for us is to put why us. Why are we the people that are 
going to build this product and solve this problem. And what we've done simply here is put a bit of our story in here. This is the who slide. Yeah, this is the, the I've team. called it why us. Yeah, why because us. Because why, why are me and Phil going to be the guys that are going to do this? And actually, it's because we've got 25 years in marketing experience. We've won awards. We've built audiences. We've acquired customers. This slide is about giving us the credibility and them, the recipient, the confidence that the people that are communicating this are the right people. And, and again, a lot of people might have had this slide a little bit later on with like a more of a board team and team, like they're the wider team. But obviously at the moment we're operating with two people. So it's upfront. Here's where we're at right now. Here's what we've done. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've got a load of advisors that we're putting into the deck at some point. But at this stage, you know, we're the nucleus of the idea. So, you know, it's kind of a bit about us. Well, you've said people by people. I mean, you've talked about this. I think it's exactly. really important. Like the idea has to be good. But if, no matter how good the idea is, if, if the founders don't have what we've been told is a good relationship, a kind of um, in terms of a, a proven track record, which we do have, like those things are actually as important as the idea. So we've bumped this up in respect. Of the and fact and that. I'll be honest, I was really concerned about having to blow on our own trumpet in this stage. Like I, I don't feel massively comfortable about doing it. But now that we've put it in here and, you know, people are, are saying to us that that makes sense. I, I feel a lot more comfortable and, it, you know, it just gives the credibility that, you know, we're going to make this and, work. And this is V1 of this deck. So this deck will change and evolve. So we'll update it as it goes. But for now, I think that's what we're going to try and... But essentially, in these first three slides, you've almost got your one-pager, which is why we're doing what we're doing, what the actual product is, and what, what the business is, and who we are and why we're going to solve it. The only bit that you would need to be in is probably the business model, which we'll get on. Which will come yeah. later. So then we're on slide four, right? Slide four is about the problem. So this is about going back to that first slide and that first vision and bringing that to life. So we have started with the main headline here, which is 50 million tons of e-waste is dumped each year. So that's our big problem, which goes back to the vision that we're solving. And then what we've done here is we've isolated the three problems for the customers. And because we're building a marketplace business, the three problems for the sellers. So what you get from this slide is here are the pain points of your target customer or the area that you're solving that your product is going to address. And this is super, super important. And it's important because the next slide is about the solution. It's how we are distilling those problems and addressing them with our solution. And this solution page, which is the next slide, is not necessarily about our product. Here's the website or here's the three things that it does, but it's about going into each area of those problems and how we are tackling or solving them. And we have kind of got some bullet points around how our features do that. But again, it's, it's more of the headline. And those two pages are almost linked. You know, if you have a problem and your solution slide doesn't say how you're fixing the problem, you, you know, they, they don't work. So I think that story and that narrative is really important to understand your customers' problems from, from a level of, you know, real deep level and then how you fix them. Or you're going to try and fix them in this case. And like, how many problems and solutions should you have? Like, should there just be one problem and then one solution? Or is it really based on... It's pain points. I think when you say problems, like Matt's yeah, right, it's... There, there's a big problem, which is the overarching vision problem. And then what we've delved into is the pain points of the customers who maybe don't know about refurbished tech. So by giving them the opportunity to learn about it and buying it, they'll then help to educate them on the problem. I'd say no more than four key pains yeah, that you're yeah. tackling. In this deck, we've done three because we're we're dealing with a lot of 
parties so we've just tried to keep it to the rule of three also makes it quite easy to digest when we go into our stats and stuff there's three but there's nothing wrong with doing four but again they just need to be super sting there's nothing wrong with just one really you know if there's one problem that's what you're solving there's nothing wrong with that it's just you know that we had we've got three here yeah i mean and and we say the problems they're just components of that problem and the reasons why why does the overarching problem exist why is there 50 million tons of e-waste well we've broken that down into three areas Right. And just for clarity, people aren't aware that refurbished tech is a good alternative. So that is a problem that that, that up. the business has with people that we're going to challenge with the brand. Then we've got the experience of secondhand or re-commerce is time consuming. The websites aren't great. So that's the second problem, which is more about how the user will behave. And then you've got the third one, which is just more of an awareness piece around the lack of trust in the actual products that they're getting and how our platform product is going to yeah. solve that. So it's a mixture of stuff that's validated versus your own perceptions outside looking in. Yeah, and these are always yeah. like val- these are all the things that we validate. Like, you yeah. know, the process. So comes out of research. Comes out of research. These are problems that, you know, I've either been highlighted in articles, talking to people, questionnaires. And then there's, on this business, what was different is that it's a marketplace business having to do problems from a supplier point of view. So that's a step that we haven't yeah. done before. So, so we've again, essentially so. got two lines of, here's the customer problems, and here's how the seller's problems align to them. So they're closely interlinked. Anyway, slide five is the solution as we've touched on. Then we go into slide six. Now, this is really important because you need to get a flavor for, great, how big is this opportunity? So this is our market opportunity slide. And what we try and do here is distill why this problem is happening now and what the opportunity is if we are able to solve it. So typically, this is like your big stats, which is, you know, how big is the market size in terms of money, you know? What volume is there in there that you're going to take away from? You know, what what's the growth of that market like? But these are all just completely market-based opportunities. So in this case, it's about how many refurbished phones are being bought each year. You know, what the total value size is on re- refurbished technology and how much that is growing. Because essentially what we're saying is we're going to build a business. If we get this right, we're going to take a percentage of this opportunity. So if this is a trillion-dollar opportunity, which... It's not quite at the moment, but it will be. If we take 1% of a trillion dollar opportunity, we're going to be some rich motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to have some big impact. That's where we want to be. And in terms of like finding that information out, because I know that like yeah. it's stuff that we've all kind of been doing. Like any sort of tips on anyone who's like, Mate, who's the trying internet to find is a beautiful thing. What well, I would say, if, if I was doing this pre internet, I was just about the same You can't do it. No, I've actually done this pre-internet. So I did this when I did my first ever business at like 16. I was raising money for the Prince's Trust. And you go down the library. It's true. If you go to the library. Oh, Mintel. Mintel. If you go to the library, (laughs) there's Mintel reports in every single industry. So regardless of if you can afford to pay for a research package or a research, which we didn't do. And we actually used the the great guys at Statistica. (laughs) Shout out to to help us out. And there's reports on lots of different industries online. I mean, but it takes... I'm no, no joke. It's, it's weeks research, of research. It's weeks of research. Yes, for sure. Because you, you know, you, you're basing your, you're basing your thesis on this. You're basing your business, and people will, will scrutinize these numbers, no doubt. You have to have every single one of these numbers backed up with a research piece where it came from. And ultimately, if you're an investor who doesn't know about this industry, which most investors won't be experts in every industry, this is they're basing their investment in you and yeah yeah and and for me there's two things i think are really important from the stuff that we've done together one which is that needs to be as up-to-date as possible and 
you need to be capturing all that information somewhere so that when you need to resort back to it, you know exactly what that link was, you know exactly Absolutely. where it came from. So we've got an Airtable where we have literally built an Airtable just for research where we've got every article, every link, and the key bit of information. Shout out Airtable, another fucking amazing platform and actually i've gone a little bit further and i've automated that so if i drop a link into slack it writes it to airtable geeky stuff but it's brilliant uh i'm going to jump into the next slide guys it's, so that was the market opportunity that's the marketing op uh, market opportunity and then this one's really key for me this is the market validation so if we're going to look at going into this space what insight have we got that this is going to work what are the things that are telling us that this is the right idea? Who is doing small bits of it that is showing, you know, that this opportunity is real? And for this one, it was as simple as starting with, you know, keyword research on Google. You know, how many people are searching for refurbished technology? And what I've done is I've gone through all of those keywords and I've built like a search pool. So I've been able to say, here's the intent, here's Google Trends. People are searching for this stuff, you know, here's how, here's how much that, is worth in terms of how, how often those people will search for that. So is the life cycle, you know, are they going to do this once a year, three times a year? So we tried to validate that a little bit. And then we've got some, again, from Statistica, some validation from Statistica, which shows us that, you know, attitudes are changing. So what we've been able to do in one slide is saying, here's how big the opportunity is. And here's what's showing us that this is going to work. And you have to look at the changing shifts in terms of trends. You have to look at trend stuff. It's like not good. It's not good if, when we do research just to look at what's happening right now. Let's have a picture of 2019. No, we're looking at 2025. Yeah. Just 2030. We actually 2030 got 2030 in here. So it's yeah. like really trying to predict and look at a business curve and what's going to come in the future because that's really, really important. And I think that's one of the things that took a little bit longer with most most of the business we've done in this. Yeah, and that slide can typically be confused with the next slide that we've put in here now i don't see this slide getting put in a lot of decks i've seen it in a couple but i think it's super important and in the current climate of startups i think it is the main question that anybody should be asking about any idea and it's why now why is this idea going to work now why wouldn't it have worked last year why is it going to work now not in two years time and timing, this is really really important everything we have ever done has been around timing. If the timing's right, that's when you hit the sweet spot. So we've got this slide, which is why now. So we've looked at the we've looked at the market validation, and then we brought this slide in, which has taken some snapshots. Like Phil was saying, the day we did this deck, the government released an initiative saying we need to look at the circular economy and e-waste, and we were like, shit, on this day, why now? Bang. And the circular economy, if anyone doesn't know, which is like trying to keep products and anything into sustainability for a longer period of time. So it's reusing fashion, it's upcycling. It's like, how do we keep the things that we're already using in the world? Because we've already paid, we've already taken the mercury, the lead. Like, how do we keep using it yeah. without killing the earth more? And so again, that's, that, that's a really key thing for our why now is we've seen it happen in fashion over the last few years. It's now about to happen with electronics. Fashion is kind of a step beyond. So they've they've opened the lid. They've lifted the lid on this this area. Now tech's following. So in our slide, it's all about that. And now's the time. And then we go into the the. What slide number are we on now? So it's we're on slide nine. Yeah, we're on slide nine. And in this slide, this is where we just break down the business model. Now, our slide's a little bit jam-packed because we're trying to keep this down to 12. Normally, you would separate out 
your business model from your competition, but actually it seemed quite relevant for us to put these together. So we've basically split our side in half and said, here's how we make money, commissions, referrals, da 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 da. And then on the other side, we've gone, here's the competition in the marketplace. We've opted just for a simple axis, which takes categories of people that are operating in a similar space and just shows where we sit in comparison to those. And don't shy away from the fact that I think one of the things we've learned is don't shy away if there's competition in your space or there's people doing similar things, like you have to you have to be able to say that this, because someone's going to do a bit of Googling and find someone else and bring it up. So you, there's no point in hiding away from it. I think, you know, my, my single biggest advice on competition, and this goes back to the great book, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, is a must read for anyone, is if there is competition in a category, create a new category and be the leader in that category. So essentially what we've done is we know that there is competition, but we are differentiating our product enough or putting something in our product that allows us to say, hey, you're in the category of resell or recycle, but we're actually in our our own category in this case full circle or full cycle yeah and actually if there's no competitor that's probably alarm bell straight from the get-go right but to a certain extent because I think, yeah i think if you get there first i think the thing is that you, you, you it's about being first or second first or second you know if you're you know to, to really try and make a dent but also at the same time having competition in certain areas validates your business so if a business is in your area making good money or has expanded yeah. recently, you know... Or and we put a similar case study in ours of yeah. someone that's doing something very yeah. similar and is getting yeah. close. But again, we've gone, but here's our category because we're slightly different. So we're in a category of our no, own. No idea is completely, completely original. Everything is a version of something made better. Like it's like we talk about music all the time. You know, there's only so many ideas and things that's happening. Obviously now technology is allowing new things and new ideas, but... You know, that only happens in periods of high acceleration, which for anyone out there, we're going through right now. So yeah. this is the best time to be a startup because you're about to go, like, have another jump of 5G and technology and, that we couldn't even predict. Like we're still trying to get our heads around it. So it's an exciting time because it's an exciting time to start a new thing. And I've got a little uh, insider's designer secret in our deck that I'm going to drop for the people. So in our deck, we've... I've taken inspiration from videos and looking at the countdown timer on every slide of our deck. I've got a little countdown timer at the bottom that just lets people know that they're getting closer to the end because numbering the pages is all good, but you don't know how many pages are coming. So that little countdown timer, I've had some good feedback on that. It's a nice touch. So the next slide, which is slide 10, we've got our go-to-market strategy. And as marketing guys, this is really important to us because it gives you know, people that know us, confidence that we know how we're going to get this product to market. And it, you know, it's a simple slide. There's a lot of information on it. But what we've done is we've broken down our three customer target types, you know, who they are, a little snapshot of their persona. And then what we've done against each of them is we've mapped, you know, a, a strategy on a napkin against each of them, which is how we're going to target them, how we're going to communicate with them and what the marketing tactics and channel are. And it's quite interesting because obviously being marketing guys, a lot of the time we are more focused on the other areas because in our heads, we know the marketing. But actually when you go and sit with somebody, one of the main questions they have is, great idea, how do you get this out? How do you distribute the people? How do you get the network effect? And you know, you start, you start going, oh, oh crap, even as marketing guys, you're really gonna have to start thinking because getting something from zero to 15, 20% or to, is not the same as taking a brand that people know and accelerating it like an absolute. So you really have to kind of like, you know, this is one thing I'm really excited with personally, like the, the go to market strategy marketing is actually going to be an area that we have to 
really excelling because ultimately, like, like Matt says, we're trying to shift people's perceptions on something. It's not just a simple, here's a product like a scooter and it's as good as that scooter. It's not. There's two things I'd like to touch on just here before we go into the last slide. Now, if we were doing uh, a typical investment deck, maybe for seed or series A or something a bit later, what we would have in here is probably some more detail on the financials in terms of here's what our numbers look like, here's our burn, here's our churn. And that would probably be based on traction. So if you have had your product, which we will get to in 66 days, some validation and some insight into why these numbers make sense and what type of money you're raising for. Typically, these decks are done for raising investment. This is a bit of a hybrid deck for us personally because it's not about raising investment for this deck. It's about getting strategic advisors in place, potentially people that will want to invest in our business in the future. So we're having those early conversations with VCs now ahead of time should we ever need them. And what I've essentially done here on the last slide is we just got a roadmap, which is basically saying... You've seen the business, you've seen the idea, you've seen what we're tackling. Here's what the next six months to five years is going to look like. And, you know, five years is a bit vague. We've done a financial plan of where we want to get to in five years, how many customers we want to acquire, what the revenue looks like, what our burn looks like. We've done that. And we've essentially done a little timeline which says year six months, we're going to do X. Year one, we're going to do X. Year two, we're going to do X. And year three to five, Here's where we hope to be. And what we've also done is mapped loosely some of our financial expectations around that. So, And that's enough information for a deck like this. I mean, if you're going yeah. into a proper investor meeting, you'd have to have proper finances. But again, we have done that in the background because I think at this point, even if you have an idea and proposition and validated it, you need to understand your numbers. Yeah, exactly. But, but understanding them enough to go, this is what we would, where we want to get to in six months to a year versus this is where we could be in three years is enough for top line and if I'm honest most businesses it's uh when it comes to numbers it's complete pie in the sky until you've got some traction and you're validating it which is what we will get to those numbers don't really mean anything and our challenge now over the next 66 days is to use those numbers as a framework and mainly actually going back to the the marketing slide where we've actually built a bit of a formula of what we expect to get from search to conversion it's about validating that if we can validate that formula then we can change our numbers based on that first bit of validation then we'll build our deck out which says here's our protection uh, projections based on traction so like once you have this tell me about the process then after so i'm guessing you then get some initial feedback from people on this concept the level involves. of detail in it and that that is good to then send to whoever you need to send it to is dude i'm already looking at this deck now i'm going shit i need, need to go to and make four changes yeah it, it constantly involves it on, to, on a week to week you learn stuff you meet people and then from this deck, you'll have breakout decks or de breakout presentations. You'll have one with a full go-to-market strategy. You'll have a product deck. You might have a full research deck if you need it. You'll definitely have a numbers and a, ro a roadmap deck. So this is just... So, this so, is, yeah. So is that essentially just smaller chunks of this or is that more detail? Is, is, more detail. is, is some of that less more detail? More detail in each area. But like you have to start with one. And then as you go, you start building out new ones. And I think for now, like, like once we've designed the product, for example, the product, like how the product works is going to go in here. Obviously, I'm, I've wireframed it out at the moment. And I kind of know what it needs to look like, but it's not represented in the deck. So hopefully large parts of this deck will be replaced with 
here's the actual numbers, here's the actual traction, here's what our product actually looks like. But but in, in our in our in our in our experience, anyone that's got a business idea, if you don't if you can't put it into a format like this, it's very hard to get to the next stage, which is anyone who's gonna come in and help you, any partners, any investors, like you need to have minimum a kind of wireframe deck and then you can build everything off the next bits of it. So we always start here. This is what, what we've always done. Um, and it's what people have asked for from us. Can you send me over the information in 10 pages? And then again, we're going to get this down to probably like a three pager. So it'll be interesting to see how- And a one pager. So. And a one pager. Woohoo, that's, that's going to be exciting. And that's what we've been told from everyone who's in startup world is like you have your kind of 10 pager, long, longer form, they call this, three pager, which is like overview idea. I'm interested, send me more. And then actually a one pager, which is like, I want to see it all on one page and then I'll make a decision if I even want to meet you. Um, but like I said, at that stage, this is probably going courses to be for different money. courses. Yeah. So we'll, we'll update on the, on the, on the podcast, the more we kind of meet people and what they want and the expectations and whether this has even worked. <laughs> so like, let's, let's get pa past that stage. So as a summary, like just, just quickly cover off the importance of a deck like this at this size. And Matt, you've gone through like in pretty detailed, like what every slide is from, Rebox is currently looking like, but those things that need to cover, like, give us a quick summary. So it's like the why, it's like the how. So start with your mission, your why. That can either be your mission or your vision. We've opted for a hybrid of both. The second slide is what is it? You know, so trying to articulate and explain exactly what your business and product is in one sentence with the key bullet points of how it works. Then we've jumped into why us. So it's about your team, about your founders. Why are you guys the guys to make those idea and that vision come to life? Then we go into the problem, articulating the exact problem, the main problem, and also the components of that problem for your customers, the people that will use your product. Then we've got the solution. So it's how your product answers those pain points of those problems for those customers. Then we jump into... The next slide, which is the market opportunity. So how big is the market? How much money is it being made? What's the appetite like for your product? Then we go into market validation, which is, you know, why, why is this going to work? What are the key insights and stats that you've got that says, yes, your idea will work in this market? And that can be used in other businesses as an example from your competition. Then we've put in this slide, which is why now? Why is right now today the timing for this business to work? Really important slide for me. And then we've got the business model, which is a hybrid of how we make money, but also the competition. So you can kind of get an understanding for your business and where it sits in the landscape. Then we have our go-to-market strategy, which is how we are going to take this to market and hopefully deliver success against this business plan. And then finally, the roadmap with what we anticipate the numbers burn and some slight financials along that uh, journey of one to five years. And what we will do is we will put together a template deck that yeah. kind of covers that in, in the link. We'll link it somewhere below and we'll go from there. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's And also let us know if you found this one useful. It's less about us talking about stuff, but more actionable. So if it's a format that works, then we're happy to maybe follow this format a little bit more through this journey. Yeah, but also, is is there anything that's maybe missing? Yeah, like, 100%. What's like, missing, guys? Tell us. Missing. Yeah, yeah. And, and if there's other favorite decks that you guys have seen that you use as templates, like I think it's great as we can use a little bit of resource. We'll put maybe an article up on the site with, a, with, like, with our top five. Yeah. Dead on the camera. Dead on the camera. Wrap it Camera's up. died, guys. We've got a shoot. We've got stuff to crack on with. So thanks for listening. To the grind. Don't forget to like, subscribe, do all that sexy stuff. 
Yes, people, thanks for blessing us with your ears. Tell us what you think. Keep us in the loop. We'd love to get your stories, questions, and any topics you want us to discuss. Make sure you hit us up and leave a review on the podcast, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.